Hey, everybody. Welcome to Red Pill Your Healthcast. I am Dr. Charlie Fagenholtz and here with Lauren Johnson, nurse practitioner. Uh, and this is going to be an awesome episode. This is kind of our background, why we want to do this podcast. Uh, the world didn't need another podcast, but the world needed more truth on a podcast. And so that's kind of what we want to do. And we want to address a lot of the elephants in the room. So uh, let's jump right in, Lauren. I'm excited to do this. Yeah. I'm excited too. There's a lot that needs to be said, and I, I feel like we have a, a pretty good, even voice to say those things. Totally. And, and so one of the things that we've been talking about is how I've started from this more holistic medicine for the last seven years, and Lauren started from Western medicine and has transitioned over to the more holistic medicine. So it's definitely going to be a really cool dynamic of conversations we have uh, at the end of this podcast, we'll talk about things that we're trying to get into, uh, like different episode topics. Uh, but before that, let's kind of talk about what has gotten us to this place. And uh, I actually found your account last December. Instagram um, recommended that I follow you. Oh, really? Yeah. And then we uh, we connected from there. And, you know, almost less than a year later, we have a podcast going. So um, I don't know your full journey, and, and a lot of people uh, who are going to listen to this probably don't uh, know as well. So talk about uh, what your interest was in medicine or still is in medicine and kind of where your journey took you and is taking you now. Yeah, so I um, so I, I became a nurse. Um, I went to uh, University of Kentucky, very uh, conventional school. Um, I was a nurse at a pediatric and pediatric ICU, um, for about a year and then moved over to where I would float around the hospital and would do, uh, pediatric ER, uh, pediatric ICU still as critical care nurse. And so I got a lot of experience that way, um, seeing how we care for kids, um, in these, you know, and a lot of it was trauma and some ongoing things. Um, but I started back to school, uh, part-time when I'd been a nurse for a year and I, and I went to school about for about five years, get my master's degree. I slowly did it while I was getting my experience as a nurse. And honestly, at that time, I didn't have any questions. Like I did not question anything to do with conventional medicine. I, um, I, I my health was pretty good. Um, I was taking birth control. I had been since I was 15 because I was told that I had to um, because of cycle things. And that was something that like, that's one of my like big points on Instagram is the, is birth control and the health issues that it causes. And so that I think is what started a lot of my health problems. Um, that really began after my first pregnancy. Um, I, I started having acid reflux really bad and I was really, I didn't know why I was pretty healthy. I didn't have any of the things that you would expect. I was already an NP. I'd been NP for about a year, um, when this started and it just got really bad. Um, I got a scope done and the scope was negative. Went through um, all the testing. Huh? Went through all the testing. Yep. I did all the testing. I did everything I should do. Actually, you know, they didn't test. They didn't do a breath test. They didn't do blood work. My PCP just said, you're going to go to GI. And they did a scope and that was it. Mm. And um, they wanted to put me on Nexium um, and Protonics. And at that time, I wanted to get pregnant with a second child. And I was like, I knew I did not want to be on uh, a Nexium or Protonics long term because of I wanted to get pregnant, and so um I, and I and I I was on Zantac I was on max dose of Tums every single day, um I had I, I was also started to have really bad allergies 
Um, and I just was getting no answers. I mean, like just not even like diet advice and like, no, like, Hey, why don't you change what you eat? Like nothing. There was nothing that was coming out. And so from GI or my PCP. And so I started doing some digging. I mean, I researched and researched and researched for hours at night. Um, and I mean, this was me already working as a, a nurse practitioner. I was working in urgent care and just not able to find answers. And so I landed on um, kind of a functional medicine approach from Dr. Axe and Dr. Hyman. Um, and they were kind of my introduction into a holistic space um, or a different approach. Um, I was I was wondering who uh yeah. who the first people you came across in this space. Yeah, so Dr. Axe's switchel recipe is one of the first things that got it was it, that's what got me off of my PPI. Um was um it was apple cider vinegar, ginger, lemon water. Um it was great. And I still think it's a it's a fine thing. I oh. drank it throughout my second pregnancy. My doctor was okay with that. Good thing. And it was it was helpful. Um and I, but I was still on Zantac, which has now been recalled for causing cancer. Um oh. even though I took it throughout both of my pregnancies and breastfeeding both of my girls. Um, wish I would have known that then, but you know, um, you, you, you find things out and, and you go from there. Um, no. I also was, I had, was on Miralax. I was, um, cause that's what I told I needed to be. I needed to do this. And so I said, okay. Um, and then after I had my second child about a year later, after I got done nursing, um, cause I did not feel good nursing. I did not feel good at all. It was, I never felt that it, I, I knew I wanted to do it, um, and I had a good supply, but it wasn't ever a, a good thing. After I got done nursing, my health plummeted, um, and I, I had gone through a stressful uh, series of events with my job, um, and so there was, you know, a perfect storm. Like, it's never, we talk about, it's never just that one thing, yep. and um, that's when I really started hitting the, you know, really like, okay, what is going on? Why am I not getting answers? Um, and, um, and start looking for answers. And so that was my, it's been a slow process. It's not been all at once. Um, you know, when you, when you are trained in conventional medicine, I have a master's degree, it's, you have to continually unlearn things. Like it's just, I, I, I and for the first couple of years, I would just think of a new topic and then research it and then figure out that like, oh, there's this whole other way of doing this. Yeah. Um, and so it was this continual unlearning of things. So that's kind of my story and what led me here. I still would not say that I have a perfect align perfectly with any one school of thought on like medicine or my approach or any one practitioner approach. Um, but it's, you just kind of figure out what's right for you and what, what, what you, what, what works best for you. So, yeah. and so, so you, uh, sounds like you were blue pilled quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and then one day you discover the red pill and you just wanted to see how far down the rabbit hole goes. And so what, what led you to um, Instagram and wanting to do that? You know, I, okay. So when I first, what got me off of Tums, um, cause that when I, my health plummeted, I was on seven medications. No. Um, and a lot of them were over the counter, but they were still med they're still medicines. And how um, before you keep going, I don't want to cut you off, but how old were you at that point? Thirty two. Thirty one. Thirty one. So um, thirties and you're on seven medications. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, thirty one. And and mind you, I had like there are I have patients who I have seen in their early thirties 
on 12 medications. Because, like, once you get put on one, it goes to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Like, the antidepressant causes the gut issues, causes you to need this other medicine and this other medicine. And it just, it just is a cycle. And so I, I, I knew I had a thought of that already. Um, but my one, my only thing that kept me from taking the PPI was I wanted to get pregnant again. And I knew I had, I knew I shouldn't take it while I was pregnant. Mm. Um, and so, so when I, when my health, when I was on seven medications, my health really plummeted. I was, I had just got done nursing. So my hormones were really all over the place. Oh yeah. And I tried essential oils previously, didn't work. Um, and tried them again, didn't really work. Tried them a third time and, and one worked really well, immediately got me off of Tums. And so that was something that I was like, that just made me mad. Like it, it just like, I was like, wait, I've been taking this for so long and I've been miserable because even with max dose tums, I was still having all of these symptoms. Mm. Um, and I was on twice a day Zantac. I did not want to get back on the PPI because, um, I knew at that time it was starting to come out in the literature. Um, like where I worked, the office I worked at, the insurance companies weren't paying for PPIs anymore because of long-term issues with it. And I was like, well, I'm not going to get on this medicine. So I'm still going to start digging and, and and keep figuring this out. And so the oil helped me to get, just like wake me up. That was yeah. kind of what woke me up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I really wanted to be able to afford to get better and to figure things out. And then you do have to, like, you have to be able to like, to do some testing sometimes and sometimes yeah. it's supplements and other things. And, um, and so that was when I kind of started just asking questions and started sharing more on Instagram after that. I would say I probably started being really super intentional sharing on Instagram in early 2021. Um, I also worked for front lines of COVID. Um, I was a drive through tester. Um, drive through tester. Yeah, okay. yeah. I wore the N95 in all of the gear <laughs> in like a hundred degree heat, uh, um, that first summer. Uh, um, I mean, that was, uh, and that, that, that was another thing that led to me questioning. So, um, that was another, it was like a side-by-side thing where I would just kept saying like, we are not doing anything for these patients. I had so many people that would come to us. I worked at a retail urgent care that would come to us and be like, my PCP told me to go to the hospital if I was short of breath. And I was like, what? Like that doesn't make it, that doesn't, that's not right. right. Um, and so that was one thing that also a side by side led to me questioning even more. Eventually stopped working there and started working as uh, a couple of days a week at an office with a functional medicine approach and did a lot of COVID care as well there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really that, that furthered on that, um, we are just doing things so wrong with conventional medicine. Yeah. Uh, they are just not even, I mean, and just to be told by a, your primary care doctor that you have a relationship with to go to the hospital, if you get short of breath, it just mind boggles me that like we are, we are, we have, we have put patient care to his side and yeah. we can tell like with COVID, I think you can tell really who cares about their patients and who doesn't. And yeah. I hate to be so blunt and, and a little bit rude, but like, I think it's very obvious that we can see who cares about their patients and, and who really doesn't because they're not going the extra mile to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of people who will listen to this, uh, I think 2020 and COVID kind of woke them up to a lot of what's going on. And <clears throat> I think it's it's pretty easy to see that uh, that reactive medicine can never solve something that preventative medicine is needed to uh, to do, essentially. like, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that's what I would, would always say is, 
Uh, like I, I was working in California during all of 2020 and 2021. Uh, and, and we saw, I mean, me alone, I, I calculated, I saw just about, or just over 10,000 patient visits during all of this. And there was one person of the 10,000 who ever had to go to the hospital. And, and that's, that's statistically, that's pretty significant compared to what people hear about a mainstream media and stuff like that. And some of and the stories of having to go to the hospital and how they were treated and how um, the whole game. I mean, it's just it's an absolute game, essentially, and how they literally um, could have died. You know, like they, they could have done really bad if they wouldn't have taken their health into their own hands. And so uh, it, it's sad, but I think we'll save stuff like that for a whole nother podcast. Yeah, yeah, we should uh, talk about we should talk about COVID <laughs> and the COVID care that did not happen. Um, yes. That should be a whole podcast episode by itself. Okay, yes. so Charlie, tell me a little bit about um, you and kind of where yeah. your story starts. Okay, so um, and I haven't talked about this story in a while. Uh, so I grew up in Chicago, and in Chicago, um, all my family still is majority of my family. And growing up, I always was the kid who had, you know, if a cold was going around, you better believe I had it. I remember being in sixth and seventh grade and having walking pneumonia twice and a mi- that kept me out of school for a month at each time and a, a migraine that kept me out of school uh, for three weeks. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night with the migraine and going into my parents' room and saying, Mom, I think my head's going to explode. And I was 11 years old at that time. And she took me to the ER and um, they shined some lights in my eyes and all of a sudden my headache went away. Okay. So I'm telling you this because later on, it'll make a little more sense of this migraine stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So I always, and every time I had a cold, it turned into a sinus infection. So I was always the kid who had sinus infections. I weird skin stuff. I'd go in the sun, we'd go down to Florida and I would have this itching back. They call it devil's itch now, but back then, you know, we didn't know what it was where you just had this extreme itching. I would do oatmeal baths and our, my primary care pediatrician would, you know, give me a steroid and wouldn't really have any idea what to do. So I grew up thinking that every drug medication that I've taken, cause I was on inhalers, I was on everything. Mm-hmm. I thought that's what was fixing me, but I never really got past any of that stuff. It was almost just like, Oh, the time of the year we're walking pneumonia is coming back. And so I actually wanted to be a pharmacist and I was going to go to pharmacy school and I was in the process of applying and everything. And my mom goes, how do you know that you want to even be a pharmacist? And I'm like, well, you know, drugs have kept me healthy and, and I want to do that for other people too. I want to help people and I don't want people to be in the situation I was in. But I, w- I was only 18 at that time. So I'm not consciously aware of how it really just kept me where I was mm-hmm. and did some job shadowing. It took me about two minutes to find out I didn't want to be a pharmacist. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to talk to pills all day. Um, and then I shouted a podiatrist because I had some ingrown toenail surgeries playing basketball in high school. Uh, and it took me about 10 minutes to see some young kids screaming about wart removal that I did not want to do. Uh, so then I went to, um, I went to my chiropractor who was just doing adjusting and a very PT like practice, but it was the only, it was the only doctor that I followed that people walked in feeling pretty crummy and left feeling really good. And the conversation was always good. It was all proactive. It was about, you know, why does this hurt and how can I make it better? And and I thought to myself, I can do this the rest of my life. And so I thought that I was going to be a purely sports chiropractor, um, adjust and PT life stuff. And I was going to open up uh, in Chicago. And when I got into school, 
about a year in, I developed these allergies and we were about to go to, to Europe. And I go to the naturopath clinic and I see this intern and this intern starts muscle testing me. And she's like, you know, I'm already a chiropractor. I'm coming back to my naturopath degree, but I need you to go see this kid who's still in school because he needs to adjust your neck in a certain way because your tricep is off and it's going to your neck. And I'm like, all right, well, I know who this kid is. I've seen him around in the adjusting labs. Let me go see. So he gives me this phenomenal adjustment. And then he asks me, you know, like maybe a few weeks later, hey, do you want to learn muscle testing? And I, I was not familiar with it. I had no idea what it was. And so for me, right away, I said, no, I want to learn how to adjust. People pay me for my hands. That's all I want to do. And he's like, well, do you mind if I treat you with it? I'm like, sure, go ahead. In two minutes, uh, he literally told me everything that was wrong with me in the first 24 years of my life in two minutes. Mm. He goes, I, I should back up a second because I didn't tell you my health crash. And then I'll get back into that. So my health crash really came like, the main one was when I was in undergrad studying pre-med and um, I would study from 8 p.m. to 2 in the morning. So my circadian rhythms were all wonky. And after my freshman year, I go home and we go to this bar. And I'll never forget this night. We go into this bar. I order this large, like 30 some ounce Miller Lite or some crap beer that is just uh -huh. disgusting. And I take one sip and I had this sense of nausea that I'd never experienced. And I go to the bathroom and I vomit everywhere hmm. and then that whole summer i couldn't eat food without feeling nauseous i couldn't even be around loud music without being nauseous i go to my primary what does he put me on prilosec mm. okay and from prilosec i go to pepsid pepsid ac so i was on proton pump inhibitors for four years which i had c difficile colitis from that and i had to go to the hospital a whole yes. month of antibiotics um, and so they said I had acid reflux. All right, well, fast forward. Now I'm back and this kid's muscle testing me. And he goes, man, your stomach is dead. You have like no stomach acid in your stomach. Do you ever get acid reflux? I'm like, yeah, uh, actually really, really bad. And he goes, okay, well, let me keep testing. He starts testing. He goes, do you ever have like a really bad migraine before? I'm like, uh, yeah. He's like, do you ever have any trouble with your lungs? And I'm like, dude, you literally without even knowing me and saying anything about my history, you just found so much stuff that makes so much sense. And I remember thinking, it was a Friday afternoon, I remember thinking to myself, this is a big moment for me. I just don't know how big this moment really is. I could feel it, mm -hmm. but that moment really changed the trajectory of my life significantly. Mm -hmm. And I felt so good after his treatment that I wanted to bring that to the world. So for the next three years in Cairo school, I was at a seminar every weekend. I was always the youngest person in the room. I was around a lot of doctors who were getting all this miraculous results around the country and sometimes around the world that they would fly in for certain seminars. And I pretty much recluse for like three years and tried to learn and soak up everything I could. Hmm. I tried to gain as much knowledge as I could. I tried to get all the technique in everything. Now that kind of changed. That was like the, uh, the time that made me realize that there's a lot more to chiropractic and functional medicine than what we're being told. Yeah. And so I, I try to mesh both of them. I obviously I went to California first and another here's another foreshadow of a podcast we're going to do is childhood vaccines, because when I got to California, right when I got there in June of 2015, everything was uh, it was the first time since the concentration camps that the Nuremberg Code was being broken and they were able to vaccinate your children. And so I remember patients coming in and crying all the stuff in like. I'm 26 years old at the time. I don't have kids. What do you kids. mean by that? 
What do you, let's, let's, what do you mean by that? This by what? Be, the Nuremberg code being broken. Like what? Okay. So, so it was the first time since the uh, concentration camps that, well, the Nuremberg code is basically you can't do any uh, surgery, drugs, or forced vaccination without your consent. Right. And so the first time that that was broken, it was in 2015 in California when kids uh, were having to be vaccinated to go to school. Okay. And it was a huge, I mean, it was, it was much bigger than I realized at the time because I was just coming out of school. I want to heal the world. Yeah. I'm not really treating people for vaccines at that point. But then I got thrown in the lines then and had to treat people for vaccines. And because talk there was all about, these injuries that came from it. Oh, so many. So, so many. And, um, and that was really where I was like, man, this rabbit hole goes deep. Yeah. And that is basically what started me on my journey to starting to do social media, uh, how I came in contact with you and now what has led to this uh, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, like, cause I was so conventional. I just did. I, I was very naive. Mm-hmm. Um, and you think that they are doing what's best for you. You think that the medical system, that the medical doctor knows what's best for you. But, and I, and I, and a lot of this podcast, we're, we're going to be talking about things that the medical system does wrong, but mm-hmm. I will say like, they are taught wrong. Um, and the issue starts with, it's not that they are the medical doctor that you see that has a good heart and that really wants the best for their patients. It's not that it's the issue is that they were taught wrong and they, and they are just doing what they have been taught. And so, and it's that whole system. We could do a whole podcast on that, on the the beginning of the medical system and, and why, why that has led to, um, this beast of a, of a system that is thinks that they're invincible and that thinks that they can't, they aren't doing anything wrong. They have all the funding and all the, you know, um, payoffs from other companies. Um, and, and, and so it's, it, it is, it's going to be, it, it's going to be very hard to break it down, um, and to bring it down. But at the same time, I think that, you know, we, we really need to help people understand there's a whole lot of health that happens right here before you should ever need the medical, the conventional medical system. And um, there is still a time and place for trauma. There is still a time and place for things like that. Like we're not saying that, but there is so much back here that the the medical system just doesn't do, and they don't even address. And they think that it's not necessary. And, um, and that's something that we can, we can really go after. I think the biggest thing we want to talk about first though, of course, is childhood vaccines. Um, And so that will probably be, um, some of our first few episodes, we'll be talking, going down that rabbit hole. Totally. And and that, um, I wrote a blog on it uh, last summer, and that was the first time that I ever had any, like, Instagram engagement and then saw, like, what social media can do and the power of spreading information. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you get censored pretty quickly when it's labeled yeah. as disinformation, which takes away your free speech, which is a huge issue um, because people aren't getting the full picture. And like you said, a great example is how it's really like the saying that uh, everything revolves around money is true, especially in the medical field, because you have these doctors, most of them good hearts and, and good hearted people, but they go through a system that is funded. You can take it all the way back to the Rockefellers and trying to monopolize the chemical companies. And now it's called Big Pharma, uh, but th- they're funded by those companies um, that push medications, not health. And so they're taught that medications are health and they're just, re- they're really smart, good people that can't think outside the box. And they have so much degrees that it turns into this ego and what you don't know you fear. 
And so they're very quick to put off anything that is quote unquote natural, even though that it's been around much longer than traditional medicine has. Yep. I was just talking to a friend about this. Like there's a, you know, she's wanting to do an herbal tea during pregnancy and she's on a medicine. Her doctor's like, I don't know enough about it. So I wouldn't do it. Like, and that's what is is commonly said. I don't know anything about it. So I wouldn't do it, but they're not taught it. And they, and some of them don't have the time because they're working, they're working hard and I get it. They don't have the time. And then some just don't want to look. They don't even, they've never gone on PubMed. They've never even done a Google search for some of these topics. Yep. And so if you do, and well, and not, Google search really isn't the best way to do it anyways. <laughs> that'll change your, that'll change your whole answer. But I do think that um, if you have, and that was my, my very first, like when I got mad and when I started sharing on Instagram and I started researching more and more and more, I, I would say that was my first thing that I would always say is never stop asking why. Yeah. Always ask why, um, because I, I, I would say, well, this is the medication that we do for this. Well, why? Why do we do that? Well, this is what we. This is why this works. Well, why? Why does it work? Hmm. And so, like, you, if you once you start asking these questions, if you never stop asking questions, you never stop asking why. Um, I really think that's your first thing. Is like, if that is if any health and anything that you come that you come in contact with with health. If you ask why first before you take the medicine or before you do the operation or whatever it is, um, I think that's a good way to start. It's like, let me just understand fully what I'm putting in my body, what I'm having done to my body um, before we go in and make these big changes um, yeah. to a body that really is works really well to fix yeah. itself. Yeah, I mean, it is um, the body is designed to perfection. And so as a society, the more medically advanced we get, the the further away from the universal truth we get, which is that the power that made the body heals the body. Mm-hmm. And it's mother nature never loses. Yeah. And that's why we're starting to see the statistics that we're seeing the post that we did that you did. And then we reshared yesterday about all our how sick uh, our children are becoming with statistics and stuff and how these children aren't predicted to let live past their parents age in some cases. And, and that's like, that's devastating. Yeah. It's, and so, oh, and I saw yesterday, there was another study that the, the uh, expect life expectancy for adults went down, I think about three years. Yeah. Um, and that's something that like, we, we think that we have this best healthcare system. Um, and, and, and but that's not, that's not how it should we, this isn't how it should be done. Yeah. I mean, our body was created to heal itself, to fix itself. There are some things that we do need to pull out of the body now that because yeah. of the modern world that we live in. Um, but I do, I, you know, I do fully believe the body was created to heal itself. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I just, I wish people cared about these types of things as much as they cared about COVID and testing and wearing yeah. masks and all that type of stuff. Like it was so irritating to me because you would have these people who were so obsessed with coronavirus and um, wearing masks and getting tested and all this stuff, but they can care less what they're eating that's that's leading to all these cancer rates and these heart disease and stuff that is way more likely to kill you than a virus uh, that has been manufactured. And we will also yeah. get into that in some other yeah. uh, 
uh, There's podcast. so much that we can uncover and talk about, and I think that that's the point of this podcast is that we are going to actually be able to talk about yes. these things. Um, whereas on Instagram, I have to be like code word here, and yep. and don't please don't mention anything, and or you know, and I I feel like I can't even mention the word COVID without it being flagged. And it's just, we've gotten to a place on Instagram where you just can't say anything that is of substance um, when it comes to um, actual true health and things that really, toxins that really impact our health. Um, and so um, I remember when I did a birth control post a couple months ago, and it was when there was a lot of um, uh, shadow banning and taking, deleting a post about birth control. And so I actually archived my posts because it was doing so good that I actually archived my posts for a day because I was so worried it would get deleted. Yeah. Uh, because even birth control, they don't want us. And it was around the whole, um, it was around the whole uh, time of, of the abortion talk and all of that. And so they didn't want us talking about birth control. And it, it's just not right that those things should be shut down um and so that is something that we will we will talk about birth control we will talk about statins we will talk about the different approaches and the different things that you learn about and that you think are, are true and right but um maybe there's a different way to do it um first like like we were saying first we'll go into some of the vaccine talk and then we will kind of go from there and we will let you all vote um about what um you would like to see right charlie yeah, I um I think like you said, we're gonna start out with the biggest elephant in the room, which is childhood vaccines, yeah. and why SIDS rates is so high, and how we're so medically advanced, but we actually have like the worst life expectancy of any developed country. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about proton pump inhibitors. We'll talk about stands. We'll talk about birth control. We'll talk about all that type of stuff uh, that people put in their bodies without even thinking twice because their provider told them that that's what's gonna help them. When really. They try their best just to mask symptoms, and that is different than getting to the root cause. And like Lauren said earlier, when you take a drug or medication, it doesn't just affect one system. It affects other systems. And now here's the issue is we have uh, created this uh, medical paradigm where we have all these different specialists, and these specialists know a whole lot about a whole little. And the problem is in the body, everything works together, not by itself. And so that has created also a lot of um, health issues uh, for our population. Yeah. And we will, because we have a lot to talk about, but we also want to know what you guys want us uh, to talk about too and have conversation when we can talk about Lauren's background and how she would have thought of it in the past and now how we would uh, work together and now how she thinks about it now. And um, so we'll do a poll on Instagram. We're thinking of doing it every Sunday. I think Sunday's a good day. Yeah. Uh, where we'll, we'll choose two topics. And um, you guys can vote, and then that will be the topic of the week. Uh, and we will kind of go from there and see where this podcast takes us. I think that this will be the start of something really special, and um, I think you guys will also dig it because you're getting truth and uncensored. Uh, Instagram is one spot, but this is where it's going to you know, really address, like I said, the elephants in the room and get some perspectives that I think will open your eyes and hopefully open the eyes of uh, your loved ones and other people. Yep. All right. Well, I think this was great. Good introduction into us and who we are. And we are really excited to just bring some information to light. I'm not going to know everything. I'm going to learn from Dr. Charlie, but I'm also going to do a lot of research even more than I do now um, to, so that we can really bring you like evidence-based um, and clinical, cl our clinical experience to bring light to some of these topics that really need to be discussed um, totally. in a, and you know, in a very fair way. Like I don't want to, we don't want to, 
make you think like us without showing evidence to prove that this is, these are these are legitimate issues. Yep. So uh, we will try to be releasing the podcast every week. We will put up a next story uh, question box on or a poll on Sunday, and then we'll go from there. And if they don't follow you, where can they follow you at? Uh, my Instagram is natural nurse mama, and that's M O M M A. And Charlie, what is your Instagram handle? Dr. Charlie uh, underscore, or no, Dr. Charlie DC underscore 2.0, because the first point uh, oh, I uh, talked a little too much about vaccines, and the Instagram lords did not take too kindly to that. Thankfully, it's not been too much of an issue. We got you back up, but it is <laughs> it's something that you just can't talk about on Instagram. We just can't even do it. So, We will be talking about that here, and we will create that space here. All right. See you guys all next week. See ya.